0: So today is Pentecost Sunday. I suspect some of you in the congregation today may not be familiar with this particular special day in our church calendar. This last two weeks, I did a little bit of a survey of the people I know that have gone to to church their entire life. And I said, tell me about Pentecost Sunday. And they went, what? What's that? I mean, these people who didn't preach about this. This is a great day. Pentecost basically means 50. It's 50 days after the resurrection. And if you've read the Scripture at all, and you read a little bit of the Acts before what we read today, you will see that Jesus was all about moving around being with people as His resurrected self. Now, I don't know about you, but I grew up in one of those churches They would read the Scripture. We didn't do this affirmation stuff but the preacher kept talking about the Holy Ghost when I was six that did not appeal to me (laughs) having a ghost come visit me but what happened was Jesus was crucified he was buried he was raised from the dead and ascended to the Father and then we get to Acts 2 There's a history of the Holy Spirit that's in the the Old Testament. i need to back way up there so you'll get a grip on why this day is so special. Our first, first look at the Holy Spirit comes in Genesis 1, 1 through 2. And those of you that are grabbing your Bibles, you know this one. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. We don't have any clue what that looked like. That was, we talked about at the beginning of history. No, this was beginning when God decided to create what we know as the earth and the universe and all the things that we see. There was a Spirit waiting to act. So it's helpful for us to remember today that the Holy Spirit is a full member of the Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You think about all the sermons you've heard in your lifetime. What's the percentage that we've talked about Holy Spirit? Poquito. It's because we don't know that much. The Holy Spirit is that kind of. Entity that personality of God that we don't have prayer for on. Because it, it moves. It is a spirit. But we can say this. When we say God, if you pray, okay, I'll ask you this. When you pray, who, who Do you name a name? Father? Son? Holy Spirit? Or do you just say God? Because if you say God, you got them all. They are God. Jesus came to earth to reveal the Father and to glorify Him. When Jesus came, the Father wanted to glorify the Son. The Holy Spirit is all about glorifying God. I recently read a book, and the authors of that book said, when the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus, they always reveal Him in a brand new way. So you think about that. When you read the Bible, there is a first time you read it, it's revelation, as we say back in Texas. I didn't know that. (laughs) Then, 20 years later, you've had all this experience, you've gone to Sunday School. Did you know Sunday School is something you never graduate from? Uh, some Some of you are able from Sunday School, as I might say. But then there is this new thing. Think of a prison where you turn it just a little bit and the colors change. Have you ever seen that? Remember the movie of Pollyanna? Anybody but me? Where the colors change? That's called illumination. Where you read that scripture that you read for the first time. In life, and you go, I didn't know that. That's brand new. It's something you needed to hear right then. And the Holy Spirit was the one that was talking to you. But I want you to understand when I describe the Father, when I describe the Son, I can use these terms, eternal. Creator, not created. Full of mercy and grace without the boundary of time and space. I want you to get a grip on that one. It's just way too big for our heads. Holy Spirit can be wherever, whenever. Wow. As we see in Genesis 1, 1 through 2 the Holy Spirit was active and ready at the time of creation. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit came to help people but did not stay. In Judges 14, 19, there's a passage that speaks about Samson. You remember him, right? Got a haircut. Didn't do any very good. Maybe that's what's my problem it says this then the spirit of the lord came upon him in power the spirit came gave him power and then left i didn't know this was going to be read but i want you to hear this in psalm 104 30 we read this when you send your spirit they are created and you you renew the face of the earth every time the spirit shows up face of the earth is totally changed we may not be able to see it but it is happening every day every moment. in the New Testament in the Gospels we find that Jesus actually promised the Holy Spirit to us this is a little long so I want you to hang in the me. John 14 15 through 27 Jesus says this, if you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. You ever go to a counselor? The best counselor you've ever been to is this one. The Spirit of Truth that you can go to, kneel in front of, and say, here's what's going on with me. And the Spirit will answer, I know. I know. I will help you. The world cannot accept Him because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him now big ears. For He lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you will also live. On that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has obeyed my commands, he is the one who loves me, He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not the world? Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Are you getting all this? He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who has sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. I hope you got all that. Jesus described to us what the Holy Spirit is going to do for us. And where the Holy Spirit is going to live. Where was it? In us. That's a bit overwhelming, isn't it? Are you aware that you carry the Holy Spirit around with you all day, every day? In Acts 1, 4-5, in an appearance after, after the resurrection, Jesus gave instructions to his disciples. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So well, there's a question that is not evident, but this is the question for today. When were you baptized by the Holy Spirit? Are you aware of that? Are you aware that happened to you? I want you to get the picture of that. You remember John at the River Jordan? What he would do is get people all wet. Some preacher told me, you know, well, the uh, Jordan River is pretty, not very deep. It gave me the craziest image I've ever heard. If they didn't get down wet enough, all the disciples came out and did this. Yeah. You know who that is now? That's us. If people are not getting wet enough by the Holy Spirit, I want to back up so the choir can see this. That's us. We need to be splashing that Holy Spirit up on folks. I love the term slosh. Anybody slosh besides me? When the Holy Spirit comes on you and fills you, the Holy Spirit fills you up so much that there's leftover to slosh on other people, and I promise you, people know it when they see it. They will do this. There's something wrong with that people? No, they have been baptized by the Holy Spirit. When you are in Christ, Christ is in you by the Holy Spirit, filling in and moving in you. So, we heard a little bit about the day of Pentecost in Acts 2, 1 through 4. I'll just read that part. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. I've been in storms like that. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit, as the Spirit enabled them. You know, some people try to say, well, maybe they heard in different languages. This scripture s- states clearly that people spoke in different languages. You start to talk, and all of a sudden you're speaking Portuguese. It's a miracle, and a miracle, simply defined, is the energy, dynamic energy of God at work. If you go look up in a concordance and ask what does what does a miracle look like, it's a word that looks a whole lot like the, the base word we have for dynamite. Boom! It's the Holy Spirit that gets loose. So where is the Holy Spirit of God right now? I've given you some clues. In 1 Corinthians, Paul wanted those people in that church to be clear about where the Holy Spirit was. In fact, Paul either forgot that he would already said it once or decided it was so important that he needed to say it twice. Because in 1 Corinthians 3.10, Paul wrote this don't you know that you yourselves are god's temple and that god's spirit lives in you do you use the phrase i'm going to go to church you are the church you bring the church here this is a room you're the church In 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20, Paul thought they needed to hear it again, just like we do. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you and you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought with the price. Therefore, honor God with your body. So what does the Holy Spirit do here now that He's full-time? 1 Corinthians 2.10 says, The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. The Spirit searches us. The Spirit searches the Father. Romans 8.26-27 says this. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what to pray for. But the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with wrongs that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with, the will, with God's will. So let me ask you this morning, when is the Spirit active? How about right now? I have preached a few songs. And it's been my observation that when those words leave right here, they are translated to you. What you hear from me is not what I'm saying. It's what the Holy Spirit wants you to hear. I can finally remember standing at the back of the church after a sermon. By the way, y'all can turn that AC on anytime. (laughs) After a sermon, and this lady comes out. And says to me, Brother Bill, thank you so much for what you said. Uh, she walked off I, thought, I didn't say that. <laughs> so it wasn't me that, that, that said that. However, many there are of you today, that's how many summons there are. Because the Spirit's talking to you right now. The Spirit. When we come to church, if we don't walk out that door different, something's wrong. Maybe you're doing this. Maybe you're napping. My grandfather was a preacher, and he saw a guy sleep, and he called on his name, and the fellow stood up and prayed and did this service. <laughs> so I know some folks sleep, but that's okay. I preached five years in Moscow and I had to sit on the front row. And I would start the sermon. Two, two sentences in, Gene would get here. I, I could see his tongue. <laughs> After church, we would go get coffee. And Gene would say, I need to talk to you about what you said the sermon <laughs> <laughs> Another thing the Holy Spirit wants to do for you this morning. And tomorrow and the next one is to sanctify you. He wants to make you holy and pure, because you can't do it yourself. You are incapable of becoming holy and pure. Only the Holy Spirit can do it. So when you look in the mirror in the morning, just about the time you're about to brush your teeth, just smile. Because the Holy Spirit is at such work in you to change you into the person that He's ready to receive at, at basic time. He says, thank you, prime. Thank you. Because He is working to make you His. Did you hear me read that Jesus said, we will come and fill you? All of God is in you right now. So what are you going to do about that? You're going to tell people? I think some of you guys, when it comes time to witness, are in the witness protection program. (laughs) You're not. You are not part of that group. God wants you to let that out. Remember the song, This little light of mine. I'm going to let you. That's you. God is moving in you to make you totally His. Now on the outside, you may have more wrinkles than you had 20 years ago. But on the inside, He's making you brand new. Every second. So, Happy Pentecost. The Spirit has already come. If you are in Christ, Christ is in you by the Holy Spirit. Let Him slosh. Let's pray. Father, thank You today that in our feebleness and our inability to become who You want us to be, that You are willing to put Your Spirit in us, to move us, and to change us into who you want us to be. That you want to sanctify us to make us saints. So let us cooperate and get out of the way and be who you want us to be. Let your Spirit move in us, fill us, mold us, make us who you want us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.